Welcome to the Yours is the Story podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Julia. And I'm Jill. This is a storytelling podcast that entertains, encourages, and points you to Jesus. Welcome back to the Yours is the Story podcast. This week's episode is part two of the conversation with Rick Craker, my dad, who um, has just amazing stories about how just listening to what God had to say to him really changed his life and, you know, came through in moments. And so um, I don't normally like to do spoilers, but if you specifically have an area where you're not sure of, you know, I have no idea how I'm going to get to get from point A to point B or how God's going to provide and where I feel behind in such an area. I'd encourage you to listen in, put in those headphones to this episode because it's really encouraging knowing that God does still move today and can do miraculous things if you just listen to him and obey. So hope you enjoy. And uh, there's a verse, I think it's in Isaiah, where it talks about the highway of holiness. Mm-hmm. At least I, I pull this out of context, I'm sure. But I do use it when I'm speaking to people sometimes. And I say, even if you've missed God in something that you've done, I think God has a way of getting you to catch up with your destiny. Yeah. And uh, in the Bible, I just want to tell people, in the Bible, it's called the highway of holiness. <laughs> and uh, you can you can waste your time on the byways, but once you decide, I really want to do God's will. Yeah. And God, if I've missed your will in the past, I'm sorry, but I want to, you know, if possible, I want to catch back up with what you, the purposes that you have for my life then uh, God has a way of expediting that journey for you. Definitely. Speaking of the highway of holiness, you have another story about a car ride on the freeway or highway that you took that I was hoping you could share with everybody. Yeah, I've, okay, so I was, I'm a, I'm a real estate broker now, and uh, I've got this license plate (laughs) that sits in my little office at work, and it's a personalized license plate, and the word is favor. Favor. F-A-V-O-R. And I get asked that, why do you have this license plate in your office? And I get an opportunity to tell the story sometimes. It depends on the audience, right? Yeah. He's asking how much will they believe, you know, are they able to hear what I'm having to say? But there is a story behind it. And uh, it's this, it's kind of a, there's some unfortunate aspects to this. My uh, sister-in-law, my wife's sister was uh, sick in the hospital and uh, had kind of a, it just got worse. It just got bad. It was bad. It wasn't that bad at the beginning, but it got progressively worse. And she actually uh, kind of went, I don't know, brain dead. Is that the right mm, word? Yeah. I mean, there was just a lack of brain activity. Yeah. And But she was still alive, but she was being kept alive. And uh, we got a call one morning and uh, it was my brother-in-law and he was saying, hey, um, her name was Brenda. Brenda is, uh, you know, you know, Brenda's condition is we're she's really the doctors don't give her any hope of ever being able to come out of this we're going to pull her off life support tonight would like to ask if you guys could come down we're going to gather all the family and some friends we'll sing some songs we'll pray and we'll commit her to to the lord Mm -hmm. you know theoretically she's probably going to die Mm -hmm. we were hoping she wouldn't of course but uh gosh it was for us it was a last minute notice of Mm -hmm. sorts we had uh several things that day that we couldn't really just we, we, we just couldn't drop what we were doing immediately and drive to Portland, which is like three and a half hours away. You and Spencer were in school. We had to get you guys taken care of. We had some other things we had, we had to go to and do. So we finally got out of town and it was later than we wanted it to be. It was about four o'clock. And if you're uh-huh. trying to get out of Seattle around four o'clock in the afternoon and you're heading south on I-405, it's a bumper to bumper traffic jam. Yeah. And there was just no way that we were going to make it by seven o'clock. I think mm-hmm. was the time they wanted us down there by. 
you know, we pray, we got, we say, God, you know, we're going to drive in the fast lane, but please open up the lanes for us, help us to make it down there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, coming out of Bellevue, it was pretty okay. It was not that heavily, the traffic wasn't that heavy, but then we start getting down there toward Renton a little bit farther south and, uh, it starts getting really heavy and we're not going very fast. And we're kind of like now a mile away from the interchange with mm -hmm. I-5, which is where we jump on the freeway that actually goes down into Portland. And uh, there's just, I don't see any way that we're going to be able to make it there by seven. And uh, I heard that same voice that I heard on the train. <laughs> and I knew it was God, I, just because I heard the voice. And, and uh, you could ask me what it sounds like, but, and maybe I could describe it, maybe I couldn't. Morgan Freeman? <laughs> Not too far off. <laughs> really? From that. Uh, but anyway, the voice said to me, get behind that black Bronco. Mm -hmm. Now, the black, I'm in the fast lane. The black Bronco is two lanes to the right of me and just a little bit ahead of me, but, but we're all kind of stuck in the same traffic. I can still visually see that in my mind's eye. It had a little propeller uh, plug that goes into the trailer hitch on the back of it, you know, a little silver like mm -hmm. rotor or whatever you want to all that and uh so okay so i move over two lanes of traffic and i get behind the black bronco i have no idea where this bronco is going it could be going straight at the intersection mm -hmm. with i-5 which would take it to SeaTac airport mm -hmm. that would be a logical place for it to be going mm -hmm. it could be going north on i-5 and go back into seattle mm -hmm. you know it was a one of three chance maybe that it was going to be headed south down to portland or toward that direction at least or off at any exit or off of any exit yeah. after that initial exit yeah and so i get behind it it uh goes ahead and gets off onto i-5 south which is what we would have needed to do we clear a little bit of traffic and then this bronco takes off and we probably averaged about 90 no. 95 miles an hour which meant at times we were going about 110 miles an hour <laughs> driving to portland now i'm driving a you know bmw 530i this thing doesn't even get to get happy until it's going 90. <laughs> Right, because that's these things are made for the autobahn, so they cool. go fast. And uh, but I'm not a real fast driver. I'm a cautious driver and all, but it it, it certainly handled the speed. And who would have known that yeah. this Bronco was going to be a speed demon, speed angel, <laughs> speed angel, a speed angel that was going to lead us all the way. And he could have been going just you know a third of the way, a quarter of the way, half of the way down to Portland. Mm -hmm. He goes all the way through Portland now. Our exit was in downtown Portland because mm -hmm. the hospital where Brenda was at was in downtown Portland. And so he keeps going straight and we just take our wow. little exit right there. And, you know, five minutes later, we're up at the hospital, but uh, we made it on time and wow. driving like in a crazy speed that I would never drive. If I wouldn't have had that word, it would have been it was life and death. It yeah. really was. Yeah. But uh, it was that voice, you know, that really said, get behind that black Bronco which I did and it worked out beautifully. So yeah, that's why I keep the license plate <laughs> as a memento from that, from that occasion. Did you have, cause you had that license plate on your BMW. Did you have that license plate at the time or was it before? Or was it something you did in response no, to I this had moment? It before. Oh, you did. Yeah. Somebody else, a friend of mine had a license plate, you know, or Marlene. Oh, Marlene. And it said blessed. Yep. And uh, they were, <laughs> they were. And so I thought, I like that. I'm going to declare <laughs> favor over my life. That's cool. By my license plate on my car. That's and awesome. uh, funny thing is, like, I never got a ticket in that car. Wow. I uh, I think I always found great 
parking like yeah. when I went to Costco or someplace. Favorite fair. Cars <laughs> like I always got a front row parking spot or something very close. Uh, it was yeah, it was just a a declaration of God's favor over my life. That's great. He no longer has the BMW, but David and I recently looked into getting you a favor license plate again. <laughs> See if you can I restore it. <laughs> it wasn't very long. I looked it up again myself too. After we got another car, then uh, I got a, a different license plate. But uh, I looked at it again. I wonder if that's still available and somebody had uh, snatched it. Okay. And then you have another story about how God spoke to you about your income. Can you share that story? So it's really, it's the third time where I've heard that voice. It's right? Wait, you heard God's voice in every single audibly in each of these stories? Yes. Wow. I can't, you know, let me just think about this for a second. I, I can't tell you that this third time I heard the voice. And I even in the time with in the car. It wasn't an audible voice that time. The only yeah. time I would say that it was an audible voice was yeah. on the train. Wow. I think from that point on, I distinguished or knew that it wasn't an audible voice. Yeah. But I knew it was the voice. Yeah. And when it's different than when I many times will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to me. It's not as bold. It's not as loud. It's not even in the same tone. Yeah as this voice is, but, uh, so I think this, I would say I heard this voice internally, cool. not externally, even though the first time I thought it was externally, uh, it was probably internal then as well. So this was also internal, but it was the same voice. And, uh, so I heard it internally through my spiritual ears, I guess I would say. So in this case, uh, yeah, I'm up on the front row. I'm a pastor at a large church and, uh, the lead pastor's wife in this case, we're singing at the beginning mm. of the service. We had our worship time at the beginning and she taps me on the arm. And she said, Rick, I'd like to have you go up and receive our offering as soon as this song is over. <laughs> well, at our church, receiving the offering was not just a small thing. It was like a little sermon in itself that you gave. You had to have a verse. You had to have a story to encourage people to give. You had to, you know, just... Um, you know, and anyway, that, that was pretty much it. But it was like a six or seven minute thing. To hundreds of people, if not thousands. Thousands of yeah. people. You know, our our, our, our uh, auditorium held 2,200 people. Wow. So it was normally be full. And I get like 15 seconds <laughs> to prepare for this. Because I had no idea she was going to do this for me, oh, right? No. But you're ready. You know, we, we all knew to be ready in season and out of season. But instantly my mind is shifting to, okay, what story do I want to tell? What verse do I want to do I want to uh, use, uh, you know, do I want to be funny? What do I want my, what do I want my temperament to be like when I'm up there? Do I yeah. want to be serious? Do I want to be more lighthearted? Is there anything else I might want to point out about somebody that's in the auditorium that day uh, just to be relatable? Yeah. And so I got like 15 seconds because the song is winding down. <laughs> and uh, so songs, five seconds left or something like that. And I'm walking up the stairs up to the stage and I heard the voice again say to me, by this time next year, I'm going to double your income. Wow. And I knew it was the voice. I knew it was true. And I had faith instantly to believe for it. You know, the, the word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by a word from God. And so, uh, you know, God had already, I'd heard that voice a couple of times. I knew it was God. And so I knew it was going to happen, but I could not understand how in the world it could happen. Now, my scenario at this point in time is, Yes, I was a pastor at the church. It was the church that we had helped start. We started with 22 people. It was by this time, it was probably pushing 5,000, maybe. It wow. was a large church and uh, got to be bigger than that even. But 
maybe it was bigger than that. I don't recall exactly, but um, we are, uh, I'm not on staff at the church. I am a uh, volunteer and that's all I wanted to be. I had a career with General Electric. I was a mid-level manager in one of their businesses over a nine state region. And uh, I loved my job. I, I uh, loved GE as a corporation back mm-hmm. in that day. I loved the church. We gave all of our spare time, it seems mm-hmm. like, to um, working for the church or, you know, helping to pastor people and, and volunteer in the church. That's what we came up to Seattle to do Yeah, from Portland. And uh, so we were all in and I didn't need the, I didn't want to work for the church, as a matter of fact. And so my, uh, my role with GE and the product that I sold for them. It wasn't appliances and it wasn't light bulbs or anything like that. It wasn't consumables that you would go buy at Home Depot or, or something like that, or radios or anything like that. Uh, it was silicones, like construction sealants, and it was for major projects like massive high rises and sky, yeah. you know, buildings downtown where you have curtain walls of glass that surround the building and, or maybe it's building, maybe it's glass and stone and so it's a weather sealant. And yeah. so uh, these are projects that are on the books for three or four years in, in preparation. And so I knew what was coming in the pipeline, in my pipeline. So I just didn't see how my income could double. Yeah. But nevertheless, I knew it was God. I believed for it. I said, thank you, God. I believe that. And uh, that was happening as I'm walking up the steps. And then as I get up to the podium, uh, it's, he speaks to me again. And he said, but you need to start tithing on that today. Oh, no. <laughs> And, microphone in hand and it was like okay, a swallow you know big gulp oh. deep swallow okay scary. <laughs> it's kind of like what i was feeling like okay uh which meant you know i mean we believe in tithing and so uh whether you want to call it tithing or generosity or whatever you want to call it but for me it was we believed in that and practiced you know giving 10 a full 10 percent of our income to uh the church and so it was like okay god's saying i want you to double that and then I'm going to next year, I'm going to double your income. So as it turns out, that did happen. And it happened in a myriad of ways. And it wasn't just my income. It was our whole family income. Wow. And it happened by virtue of the fact that uh, we had our next annual review with our um, executive pastor. And uh, this is the person who had tapped me on the shoulder, by the way, that day. <laughs> but this is months later. And she said to me, she said, Rick, I... I uh, just want to let you know that the elders have met and we decided we want to start paying you for the work that you're doing here. I said, I don't want to be paid. That's okay. She goes, well, it's already been decided. If you want to put the money back in the offering, you can do so, but we are going to give it to (laughs) you. We're going to pay you. (laughs) And I was only working, I don't know, I think I was working one or two days a week. Uh, I had committed myself to doing that. GE didn't really care what I did with my time, as long as I met my cool, goals yeah. for the year. Yeah. And God was really faithful to me and to help me with that. And mm-hmm. so, uh, that normally did happen. And so I was, I could have been out playing golf every day. Wow. GE never asked me to account for my time or anything. So, uh, as long as I met my, my goals and, and God was helping me. And so I was able to give more time to the church than I would have normally been able to do. And I was, and so they decided they wanted to pay me a little bit. So they, they just, they started paying me for one day a week. Yeah. And uh, that was unexpected. Had no idea. And then they uh, looked, she she looked over at Jennifer a little bit later after we went through my review. And she said to Jennifer, Jennifer, are we just still only paying you for one day? (laughs) That's the way we hired you five years ago. But now you're working four days a week. And so we're going to quadruple your income. Wow. (laughs) So they quadruple. That was totally unexpected. We didn't have 
we didn't ask for that. We didn't bring that to anybody's attention. But uh, God knew, and God knew what He was doing, and so He uh, He when they quadrupled her income and wow. they started paying me for one day and then I got some projects coming my way that I wasn't expecting and by the end of the next year my uh, family income our family income had been double what it was the previous year but I would just like to encourage everybody that may be listening that God loves each and every one of us so much he really does care about you what you're going through where you're going in life mm-hmm. and he wants to guide you and if you will just open up your heart and listen I look I wish I heard God's audible voice, audible to me anyway, speaking to me often. And mm-hmm. I've only heard it three times in 40 plus, 40 years of walking with Christ. Yeah. Uh, that's not normally the way God speaks to me at all. He normally speaks to me by reading my Bible. He normally speaks to me by just the still small voice of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. inside. He might speak to me through a, another person uh, like my pastor or through counseling with somebody. There's just a lot of different ways that God will speak and guide and direct our lives. Uh, So don't go seeking after the kind of experience that I had. Uh, I wish I had it more often, but I don't go seeking for it because that's not normal. And, uh, but I would just say, what is normal? Is that God wants to guide you. He cares about Mm -hmm. you very much. He wants to guide you and your life and he will. And I do believe that even if you've made some mistakes in your life, even if you've gotten off track with your life in some way or you feel that you have god's got that highway of holiness that i spoke about <laughs> earlier and he can get you back on that and redeem the days mm-hmm. and uh and make your life what it was supposed to be catch you back up mm-hmm. for with where you're supposed to be at yeah he's your gps on the highway to holiness <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to the yours is the story podcast we really want to hear stories from you you can email us at yours the story at gmail.com or dm us on instagram We'll see you next time.